look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. Um, Faisal, when, when, when are you going to get plastic surgery? Oh, based on your comments, I should have it now, right? I'm waiting for it. Say it. Uh, no. Uh, You're a pretty man. There's yeah, no question about that. Pretty man. You know, it. it's interesting. <laughs> it's a, oh, sorry, I'm sassing you here. You know, it, it's interesting, though, because, um, you know, cosmetic surgery is becoming more popular, and I think it's becoming more popular with uh, a range of demographics, including the older. It, it was funny how you said that because during the the drop in the oil market here, and we saw all the layoffs and so forth. And I was sitting down with um, one of the other doctors who does a lot of either plastic surgery or or, or reconstructive surgery. And I said to him, and some of this is elective surgery. Mm. Okay, so uh, so I, I said to him, I go, how's business? It must be must be down because people are not spending much. And he goes, they come into the doctor's office to try to get a Botox injection before they go on their trip. So it's, they would pick the, 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 the beauty before they pick the vacation, which is very interesting. So it's not as inelastic of, hmm. a, of, a, uh, of a business. So very interesting on that. So I think when, when people, especially that age demographic of the 50-plus crowd, yeah. it's a growing trend. Yeah, I think so. Well, in fact, let's find out how much of a growing trend it is and if there's a perfect age to start plastic surgery. We've got Dr. Christina Zachary, facial cosmetic and reconstructive surgeon with us today. Dr. Zachary, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Good morning. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the perfect age. What is, is there an age for plastic surgery? Well, there really isn't a perfect age. I think it really depends on the person. Plastic surgery is uh, meant to make the person feel better about who they, how they, if that their outer appearance uh, reflects their inner, how they feel. So it really depends on the person. And uh, so I really wouldn't say there's a perfect age. I would always recommend that the patient be at least 18 years old so that they can really understand what they're getting into, what the procedures are, what the risks are, what the limitations are. So I think that uh, it would be a good idea to wait until 18 years old, although there are some uh, procedures that are targeted at younger ages, like ear pinning, you know, otoplasty, is targeted at a five years old because that's the age at which they enter school. And so that the kids don't get teased by their classmates, that's the right age to go ahead with that particular surgery. So it really just depends on the patient and what they want. What uh, so let's talk maybe about that fifty plus crowd for a second and sort of the trend that you see in in uh, in that demographic. What what are the most common procedures that you see? By far and away, the most common procedure are Botox injections. So these are aimed at reducing muscle movement so that wrinkles don't stick or stay, uh, and that is. Uh, the most common procedure that uh, that we see. It's because it's a fast procedure. There's very little to no downtime and relatively affordable compared to other procedures. And it's a nice way to just feel better. There are even studies that show that Botox injections can help to reduce depression because if you can't make those expressions of sadness or depression, it actually rewires the brain and makes you less depressed. So there are a multitude of reasons why uh, it's the most common procedure by far and away. 
I'm just staring at Dave saying, you might need some Botox. Looking at my canyon there, hey? Yeah, you're looking at the canyon. The 11, right? Right between the eyes. The eighth (laughs) wonder of the world. I figured it out right there. Hey, these these are wisdom lines. That's what I'm calling them. Um, That's a good word for them. Yeah. Is is there a difference between what men and women, what procedures men and women are getting? Uh, To be honest, the the majority of uh, patients are female. About 80% of patients are female and 20% of uh, patients are male. So the male demographic is growing. Men want the same thing that women want. They want to reflect their inner, uh, you know, sense of who they are. And so the most common procedure for men would also be, you know, the injectable procedure, skin care. And then when we talk about surgery, the most common procedure for both would be eyelid surgeries, just to open up the eyelids, make people look less tired or sad. And then following that, I would say, is uh, facelift surgery. Yeah, okay. So let's, let's maybe talk about some of the, the bigger procedures. Because here, here's a question. How do you, you see some people, and I think this is when things go horribly wrong, is when you've got people, and you can pick any number of celebrities probably for this, but they're a little more advanced in age, seven-ish, right? Mm-hmm. And they're trying to look 20, and it looks bizarre. Uh, how do you avoid it? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- well, what's going on there? That's, that's the problem. That's what's given people have had plastic surgery that you can't even tell. And that's that's what good plastic surgery is. So unfortunately, those don't get really publicized because it's more of a private matter. Uh, and uh, so how do you avoid that? Yeah. Very simple. Consultation process is very good to uh, ascertain the person's motivation, what they want, what their goal is whether it's reasonable or not, whether the person is medically and psychologically healthy enough to undergo this kind of surgery, and what drive is, is it because they want to do the procedure for themselves, or are they going through a difficult time, like a divorce or a death of a loved one, and they want that to make them feel better, which is inappropriate, of course. So the consultation process is definitely a good way to start to um, to, to to get the motivation and the reasons for why the patient wants to do the surgery. And then it's a good opportunity for the surgeon or the doctor to present the options, what the options will or won't do for the patient. And then it's also, I think, the responsibility of the doctor Mm -hmm. to make the final decision on whether this is a good idea for the patient or not. I think that a good doctor will be able to know if this is a good patient for that particular procedure and if the patient will benefit from it rather than being driven by money. So the let me understand this correctly if um, through that consultation process right it's the doctor's response the doctor can say no if somebody's doing this for the wrong reasons or if they know a seven-year-old is trying to look 20 and it's going to look goofy the doctor can say no to that correct or should Uh, say no. Absolutely and should. So why don't they? Yeah. Why don't they? I'm sure that I'm sure the majority of doctors actually do because their reputation rides on the results. Right. So uh, I could tell you personally, my reputation and my career rides on my results. So of course, I want to have great results. I want things to look very natural and beautiful and nice. And so majority of doctors are doing that. Of course, there are some. Um, few percentage of doctors who aren't as honest or aren't as um, motivated by the right intentions who will then go ahead and do, and, and you've seen yeah. the results of those yeah, yeah, uh, 
It's unfortunate when that happens. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, but I would say the, the the grand majority of doctors are very honest, and they can and very experienced, and they have experience to be able to see, you know, whether this patient will benefit or not, and so uh, they can definitely say yes or say no to a particular procedure and give alternatives, of course. I mean, if a procedure is not right for a particular patient, the doctor has lots of experience to say, well, this might not be good for you, but this will, and here's some other things to consider. And that's why the consultation process is very important, and it's not something to be taken lightly. I think it's an integral part of the whole experience. Yeah, I think so too. Um, And your experience as a doctor uh, should help the patient understand what the results are going to be. We've run out of time. I want to thank you, Dr. Zachary, for your time today. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. You too. We've been joined by Dr. Christina Zachary, a facial cosmetic and reconstructive surgeon, to understand a little bit about the trends here at, uh, you know, that. What are people doing and and why and what should they do, right? Yeah, and I think what people have to understand, as you transition to or live in retirement, when we talk about those those buckets, one of the health buckets, uh, one of the buckets is the health bucket. Mm -hmm. And and we we sometimes focus on long-term care or if you get sick. But this is also part of the health bucket. If you're going to go through this type of procedures, it's going to cost money. Not all of this stuff is covered by your Alberta health care. <laughs> None of it. So, <laughs> so, so you have to be careful of, of how you're going to spend your money. And if you're going to do that, understand how it all fits together between your spending on your health care, which could be elective or non-elective issues, it, and also in your income needs for your day-to-day living and your lifestyle expenses, and so all have to integrate with each other. So I think when people are, are going through this, which is their choice, it's going to be their, their viewpoint, they need to make sure that um, they have the proper financial conversation with their advisor as well, what the impact is. Because you could go through an expensive procedure, yep. and it could impact the bottom line of your retirement, or you could have an impact of how you could potentially run out or reduce your lifestyle when it, when you have a big expenditure mm-hmm. like a reconstructive surgery mm-hmm. or like uh, like a cosmetic surgery. Yeah, and and you, as you said, they can be these can be, you know, relatively inexpensive if they're small procedures and they can be relatively expensive if uh, if it's something a little bit more involved. Okay. So we got a seminar coming up here right away. It's going to be on a Monday, not yes. a Tuesday. This is all my fault. I'm going on vacation earlier, so again, they, again. It's all my fault. So again. that's why we're going from Tuesday to Monday, June 19th, <laughs> 7 p.m. at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits, and this is the kind of conversation we're going to have is how does your income for your lifestyle, your health needs, your growth in your portfolio, taxes, all that all work together. We are going to basically give you a retirement facelift. Is that fair to say? Ooh, not that's bad, That's good. Eh? That's good. Again, on Monday, June 19th, 7 p.m. at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits. You need to reserve your seats for this. Give us a call, 966-8400-966-8400, or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. All right, stick around after the break to hear about how volunteering during a retirement could possibly help stave off dementia. You're on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.